time for this guy. Some Orlov's keys. Give me the keys, Danny. We got a good one. Monday Night Football, Cowboys Chargers. OC Kellen Moore, who parted ways with Dallas this past offseason, will now face his former team. Yeah. Give me your key for this Cowboys-Chargers matchup. I'm excited about this game tonight. Me too. I think it's going to be an awesome football game. And it's going to be the secondary for Dallas, mainly their safeties. How they defend the deep ball versus the Chargers offense. Now, this is a secondary that has had some good moments this year and some not good moments. And last week, coming off of what San Francisco and Brock Purdy offensively did to them, going against the Chargers football team that throws the ball down the field. Kellen Moore will know how to attack this defense schematically, and they got big play receivers. Quinton Johnston, Josh Palmer, Justin Herbert's ability to drive and take shots downfield. That's the difference between the Chargers offense this year in comparison to last year. They are willing and capable of throwing it down the field. I want to see how that secondary, mainly those safeties in Dallas, defend the big ball from the Chargers. Stephen A. Well, look, look here. You keep talking about Dallas secondary. What about the Chargers secondary? They're 32nd in pass defense. They're going to have to stand up against that. But the Cowboys need to, need to win this game to get that bad taste out of their mouth. They were embarrassed. That was a beatdown of epic proportion. And, it, and they had to go back to the dress. They had to go back home and ask, question themselves. I don't care what anybody says. When you feel as good about yourself as the Cowboys felt about themselves coming into this game, and everybody was talking about the defense, and everybody was talking about how Dak looked, and you get demolished on national television like they did, there's some second guessing. The question is, can the Chargers offensive line, can they hold up against that pressure of the Cowboys? If they can, because we know, and, and Cowboys, can you hold up against Khalil Mack? I don't think Bosa's going to play, mm -hmm. but that secondary for the Chargers, is, they aren't very good. All right, let's get into this game. Stephen A., I want to come to you. From what I understand, you will be in attendance. I'll let you tell us <laughs> if, that is, if that's tie. true or not. Um, yes, that's your story to tell. Okay, you're going to be in I, the house. I, I, I will be in the house. I'll also be on NFL Countdown tonight. You know, I mean, and by the way, I might stand around and do what I did years ago. And I don't know if you remember this, Molly, but oh, yeah. I was – remember, remember when, when Shannon – uh, Dio, y'all remember when Dallas Cowboys lost that playoff game to the Los Angeles Rams at Coliseum? Do y'all remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, you know that nauseating, disgusting fan base that I yes, can't stand? Yeah. Well, I decided I was in a very nice mood. And so, they, I knew a whole bunch of fans was going to be at the JW Marriott downtown. Right, right. And so, I was in the lobby waiting for them. I'm like, don't y'all want pictures? I know y'all want pictures. No pictures. Right. They, they, want, they, 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 were running, they were running for me. They were running, they, they were running for me. No CBA. pictures. They were running. Oh, they were running. Goodness. I mean, they were just running. And so, I I decided, you know what, rather than wait until you lose, let me get there before the loss today. And so I'm going to be at the stadium tonight. I'm going to try to get there early, you know what I'm all saying? Right. You know, Ready traffic and all First of this other stuff. Building. But I'll probably have an escort. I'll probably get at the stadium, you know. And then escort. when I do that, when I do that, I'm just going to roll up in there. And I just want Cowboy fans to know I'll be around if anybody want to take pictures with me beforehand, <laughs> before the loss. Because we Did know you? how y'all going to be after you lose. You see what I'm saying? But we you know how they're going to be They're going to pictures. No, no, no. Say what? Well, you know, you it's traffic. You brag about having an escort? No, 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 no. I'm saying, no, no, no. You have them. You know where ESPN does the game, man. They take care of us. You know what I'm saying? It's not me. It's not me. Now, with me, it's a little extra. You know, I need you know, police escort, the siren, and all that stuff. <laughs> You know, I like that kind of thing. Okay, can we extra. talk about the game? Like, your entrance is very you. exciting Listen, to me and your security his, his, detail, but his, can his, I get his, into this his, game, please? Well, 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 first of all, I don't really need it. I got juvie. I'm straight. But here's the deal, y'all. The Cowboys are averaging. The Cowboys are averaging five fewer offensive points 
since Kellen Moore was the election. Mm. The Chargers are averaging five more points oh. than they were last year. Comedy denominator. The, 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 excuse me. The Chargers were ninth in offense last year. They're third now. They were 13th in scoring. They're fifth now. You got Justin Herbert. He's fifth in passing yards per game this season. Third in completion at 71%. I think the Chargers offense is going to do their thing. The question is, if Bosa is not there, are you going to be able to put some pressure on Dak Prescott where he's going to get a little bit rattled and, and resemble his performance against San Francisco? I don't think he's going to throw three interceptions. He's going to throw right. one. He's going to throw one. Right. But I don't think he's going to throw like three interceptions tonight. I don't think he's going to be that bad. I think Dallas's offense will put up some points. I think it end up being the shootout. I'm looking at I'm looking okay. at the, the Chargers and the Cowboys both scoring over 25 in this game. All right, Shannon, wow. let me ask you this. How important is tonight's game for Dallas? It's very important because like you said, look, uh, uh, the Eagles lost. So now you want to hold, you want to hold serve. I mean, you now you only you only be you remain two games behind them because there's a chance that you're going to come. You still face them twice in the regular season. So, but you don't want to fall any further behind. We want to stay right where we are, and we need to get this nasty taste out of our mouth. We need to show that we can go on the road and play good teams and win. You go, went on the road against Arizona, you got the doors blown off you. You going on the road against the 49ers, you got the doors doors blown off you. And you playing an offense that's prolific in nature. Eckler's back. You still have, and you still have Keenan Allen. You have Palmer. You have guys that can put the ball. They can put the ball up, and they can put points on the board. This is a Kellen Moore game. We saw with the Jets. They said we're gonna do this for Nathaniel Hackett. I guarantee you. They're rallying around Kellen Moore because they fear, fail, feel like he was unfairly blamed for that shortcoming in the playoffs. They don't blame that man after Dak been throwing them interceptions left and right. Well, here's the deal. If you're going to blame, if you're going to rally around Kellen Moore, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, don't you need to rally around Mike McCarthy? Because he volunteered to be calling these plays. He volunteered to yeah, he revisit did. the role that he once played in Green Bay, and Jerry Jones handed, handed him the reins. So I take that into consideration as well. But here's the biggest point that I would say to both of y'all that I think is incredibly important. No shade, no playing around. When you get beat the way they got beat last mm -hmm. week by San Francisco, when you turn around and the day before you have a Monday night nationally televised game, you watch both San Francisco and your divisional nemesis in the Philadelphia Eagles both lose games and both appear suspect offensively. This is not just an opportunity for you to gain ground in the standings. This is an opportunity for you to recapture emotionally what you may have lost because these are obviously the two teams in a lot of people's eyes, even do I throw the Detroit Lions in there, you're going to have to fight in all likelihood face yeah, one, if not one both of, of these guys. Yeah, and so, sure. to me, if you're the Cowboys, this is a perfect opportunity to uplift yourself. If you follow up San Francisco and Philadelphia losing by turning around and losing yourself the next night against the worst defense in the National Football League in the, in, in, or one of the worst in the Los Angeles Chargers, I don't know what to say about you. If the Cowboys lose tonight, they risk losing four in a row. They got whooped by San Francisco. If they lose tonight, their next two games are the Rams. Absolutely can lose that game. And then they play Philadelphia. They could lose for a month straight. This game is huge tonight for the Dallas Cowboys. Not only because they got a win in the risk of what I just said. Think about it this way. To Shannon's point, the, the three games that this defense has had to play without Trayvon Diggs, they gave up in two of them 28 and 42. Now, one game they gave up three against New England. New England's offense is anemic, terrible right now. 
pedestrian. So, uh, it, it's it, it's no. not this. That's, that's not that's something that's that you know we're gonna put as a ring in our kind of belt. So they've given up. 33 or something a game in those two losses, essentially, without Trayvon Diggs. Defensively, who are you without him? We got to see this defense be what we saw for the first three or four weeks this season. I don't think Leighton Van Der Esch is going to play as well. So I want to see how this defense plays. Second thing, and Shannon, you kind of hinted towards this a little bit. This defense for the Chargers has given up this year 36, 27, 24 and 17. 17 was their worst output versus the Raiders. And the Raiders offense has not been playing well this year. Dallas offensively, coming off of a game where you played awful, you should be able to have some success against yes. the Chargers defense that has underperformed this year. Dude, if they lose tonight, I truly believe they risk losing four in a row in the heart of that schedule. And what it comes down to, can they throw the ball? Because that's where, that's where the uh, – uh, the, the Chargers are vulnerable throwing the football, and we haven't seen Dak do that consistently enough. But the one thing that you're going to have to do to beat the Chargers, when you get that ball into the red zone, and this is something that the Cowboys hadn't been good at this year, is scoring touchdowns and not settling for field goals. You kick field goals, you lose game. You score touchdowns, you win games with the potential of going on further down the road. So that's going to be very interesting because the Cowboys have a very, very poor red zone offense. They didn't have that with Kellen Moore. No. That's all I'm going to say. I, I, I ain't saying Kellen Moore is, is the, the second coming of Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay. But I will say this. He had the Cowboys, when they got into the red zone more times than not, they got the ball into the end zone. And that is not the case this year. You realize that this month of October, I wasn't aware that it was December. I thought Christmas was in December. <laughs> Dan Orlovsky just told me there's a possibility that Cowboy fans could go a whole month Without winning a game. <laughs> I, I might mean, not win a game till like, that, November. Is that, is that possible? I it's mean, possible. wow. I mean, you know. Think about it this way, guys. Think about it this way, Stephen A. They lose yeah. tonight. They are there's, – there's two 5-1 and one teams in the NFC, right? San Francisco yeah. and Philadelphia. And then there's – maybe there's three – so then there's the, three and three, the, three the and Lions. three, three and three. They're, they lose tonight. The conversation of like, hey, we got to fight for a playoff spot a third of the way through the season or so absolutely becomes real. Mm. Absolutely comes real. All right. Let's leave it there, guys. Dallas favored by one and a half. We can't wait for that game tonight and for Southern Steve's autograph session. So hopefully we'll get some footage of that. <laughs> Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ. 
SA, your girl Kaylin Clark in the Iowa Hawkeyes set a new attendance record for a single women's basketball game playing in an exhibition on Sunday that drew 55,646 fans, almost doubled the previous record set by Connecticut, as in the Yukon Huskies in Oklahoma, in the 2002 NCAA championship game at San Antonio's Aladome. SA, how impressive is this? It's incredibly impressive. I mean, 55,600 plus people show up to watch a women's college basketball game. That's just phenomenal, number one. Number two, Caitlin Clark, the best player in college basketball as far as I'm concerned, women's college basketball. She's absolutely sensational. I want to thank her again for the event uh, that I had with her. Where over, uh, I think about 10,000 people showed up to that, Shannon. Wow. It was crazy. It was bananas. And I want to thank her for that. They absolutely loved her. They showed me a lot of love. I really appreciate it. But I got to tell you something right now, too. She's special and you see them waving. There's a hospital right across the street that looks into the football stadium, and children are in there who are ill, obviously, and so they're waving. That's who they're waving at. The football team does it, the crowd does it, and the folks in there, the kids in there are waving at the kids. That's what you see in that children's hospital right, right there, and it's, it's a special, special thing they've got going on at the University of Iowa. I'm really happy I went there. To see where women's college sports is going, yes. and to see Caitlin Clark, because she, like you said, she so, is box office. She's a must-see. The Steph Curry of women's basketball. She is, man. She's the real deal. Special. Special. Yeah. Special person, too. Yes. Yeah. She she is, certainly. But don't forget, Paige Beckers is coming back. Uh, yes. There's now three 5-1 teams yeah. in the NFC after the 49ers and Eagles losses yesterday. The team who didn't lose this week, the Detroit Lions, who have won four in a row, each by at least two touchdowns. So here's the deal. Caesar Sportsbook still has San Fran and Philly ahead of Detroit in terms of odds to win the conference with Dallas just behind them. All right. SA, you're up first. So which is the best team in the NFC? Believe it or not, my brother, remember, the list is fluid. The list is fluid. The list is fluid. 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 You see that? It's I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions wow. for the moment. Wow. For the moment. Wow. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. I <laughs> mean, the best? I can, I, I can, let me explain. Let me explain. I, the list is fluid. Yes. The list is fluid. I understand that, you know, you're white and all, but you got to come into the light because I couldn't see you when you went in the darkness now. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to come in there, right? Come on there. Come on there, bright man, bright man. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. bright man. That's right. That's right, bright man. Here's the deal, y'all. Lions, one playoff victory since 1957. Yeah. yeah. One. These guys right now at five and one, 13 and three since week nine last year, mm. last season. Second best record in the NFL to the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. This is who the done. This is a Jared Goff. Have you seen the way he's been balling? Yeah. I mean, this, this is a dude that took the that took the Rams, that, that quarterback the Rams when they went to the Super Bowl, mind you. This is that guy. Okay. You got Jamison Williams back. You saw him come yep. back after the whole Go gambling deep. thing. This brother is something he can ball. We know that they've got a defense this year. Top five team in both total offense and scoring offense. A top 10 team in total defense and scoring defense. Jared Goff, 28 TD passes against four picks during the stretch since week nine. We talk about the importance of the quarterback position. I'm just saying, have we seen the Lions? Play have well. we seen the Lions? Yes. I, I mean, I understand that San Francisco is San Francisco because obviously that's who I got coming out of the NFC. But I can't ignore what I'm watching. I can't ignore the, the, the culture change mm -hmm. that Dan Campbell has instituted. The rough riders that he's got, they, they, they're playing physical. Their outfit, you know, they, they're playing with a level of physicality that usurps those of their opposition. And we, 
and, and we knew the hype coming into the season about them. And we said, they need to show us. What have they done? And what have, and what have they done since then? They've shown, us. They've shown us. I'm just saying, for the moment, for the moment, yeah. especially with Debo and Christian McCaffrey hurt, we got to look at the Detroit Lions right now. Shannon, before you go, let me, let me say this about Detroit. Let me, before you go. go. Absolutely NFC championship contenders. One, they will have a defensive player of the year candidate. Aiden Hutchinson will be a defensive player of the year candidate this year. Two, Jared Goff is a top five quarterback right now. And whether you like it or not, folks, he's going to be in the MVP conversation all season long. He's playing that good. Third thing is this when it comes to them. Their two assistant coaches, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson will be a head coach next year. Aaron Glenn, their defensive coordinator, will be a head coach next year. I mean, the way that those guys, or at least in head coaching interviews, very much so with both those guys. Totally agree, Stephen A. I agree. I took the Niners. I got the Niners still in first. I got Detroit in second. I got the Eagles in third. Because, yes, the 49ers 15-game winning streak dating back to last year, regular season winning streak, came to an end. And it was Purdy's worst game, and they still only lost by two. I still question that unnecessary roughness call, Dio. I don't know what you think about it that they put on Gibson Sr. I don't know if that was necessarily – if that was – Every big hit is not unnecessary roughness. And I understand the NFL has instructed the officials, when in doubt, throw the flag. But I don't, I, I don't know about that call there. And the, but the 49ers didn't play well enough to win that game. I need to see a little bit more from Detroit. One more game. If, I see the, if, if, if the 49ers struggle again, and even if they win, and the Lions played the way they played, I'm, I'm going to bump the Lions to number one because uh- – Gibbs, Gibbs is out. Montgomery got injured, and, and they're going to need more than 40 yards rushing. But the way they went on the road, and I'm not saying Tampa are these world beaters, but Tampa had been playing well, yeah. and they, did a, they held them to six points. A.G. needs to get a lot of credit because I remember when people were calling for A.G. to get fired as D.C., right. and Dan Campbell stuck with him. And it seems to be that faith was be, is being rewarded now. They're playing extremely well. I got them as my second-best team in the NFC behind the 49ers and in front of the Eagles. Yeah, I, I don't hate your, your order. San Francisco is the best team in the NFC. San Francisco, just again, everybody yesterday, weather played a factor, um, 12 penalties, two missed field goals. Cleveland's defensive line dominated San Francisco's offensive line. So I still say that San Francisco oh. is the best team in the NFC. I'm not going to in well, a week. Well. Go ahead. Road win for the Detroit Lions. Road yeah. win at Kansas City. Road win yeah. was blowing out Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Road win handled Tampa. Now they're going on the road to the Baltimore Ravens. I understand waiting until next week. I get it. But I'm saying, why do we have to? So, Stephen for the A., moment, so you for would the take, moment, if, if, if these two teams fully healthy played today, you would take Detroit to beat no, San Francisco? No, I'm not, I'm not going that far. What I'm saying, Dan, is that at this particular moment in time when you can see, yeah. when you take into account momentum, not just what yeah. you're seeing on the field, but the level of momentum that comes associated with it, I'm looking at the fact that to some degree, to a slightly lesser degree, Detroit is playing with a little bit more house money than San Francisco. And so when you feel like you've got very little loot, you haven't won a division title since 1993. You got one playoff victory since 1957. You've been perpetually moribund for so long, for crying out loud, that the head coach made news because he talked about his team biting kneecaps when he was introduced as the head coach. And sure enough, they're going out there. And that culture change that he talked about infusing, he's actually done. 
Yeah. And, and, and to the point where Barry Sanders don't mind being seen with him now. Barry Sanders don't mind being seen <laughs> with him ask, now. Let okay? me ask you this, let me ask you guys this question. Let me ask you guys this question. There's yeah. three teams that are five and one in the NFC. So uh, yeah. it's fair. To, those, that's the top group, right? San Francisco, yeah. Philly, Detroit. What quarterback do you guys trust the most? Out of that three. Right today. The way right. you're playing so, today. today. Well, no, no, no. First of all, that's a trick question. The way they're playing today, you got to go with golf. golf. But what I would say to you is this. If you're asking me overall what I would trust, I would tell you it would be Jalen Hurts. I would it would take, be Jalen Regardless of what I've seen, I'm just saying. I'm not saying that. We've no, seen better from Jalen Hurts. But I would trust Jalen Hurts before I trust Purdy and Jared Goff because of not only what Jalen Hurts did last year and taking him to the Super Bowl, I wasn't throwing shade on his performance in the Super Bowl. No, he played well. He played extremely well in the I Super Bowl. He, he, had, he had the one mistake where he fumbled yes. and they got a scoop and score. But probably, given what I've seen this year mm-hmm. in the system, I believe I would probably take Purdy. I probably would take Purdy. Mm. It was see. Here's my problem. If you would so take Purdy, so right? Conf- I'm Real so quick. confused. Wait, wait, wait. Would, put if, me if, on if, camera. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Go ahead, Molly. Hold on. Go ahead, hold, on hold on. You, Shannon. You just said you would take Purdy. Yeah. Because Purdy's in that system. I trust Kyle Shanahan. I trust the weapons around him and what Purdy can do with those guys. But see, see, the thing is, you say, well, oh, I can take a player and still not believe he's elite. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where to confuse it. I don't know the disconnect. You trust him because of the situation, not yes. because of elite talent. Yes. Okay, fair yes. enough. Right. Just wanted to iron out any okay. hypocrisy. You explained yourself well, defended <laughs> okay. yourself well. H-O-F-R. Uh, the Lions are the only team in the NFC to score at least 20 points per game this season. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. 
Stephen A, a big loss in Boulder after taking a 29-0 lead into the half. Deion Sanders and the Buffs lose to Stanford in OT 46-43. Talk to me about the loss. It's an absolute disgrace. Unacceptable. The fact of the matter is Colorado came into this game 13-point um, favorites, okay, and got outscored by a 13-point underdog, 46-14 to 14 in the second half after being up 29 to nothing. They're now 1-3 and three in the Pac-12. Their defense has allowed the second most yards per game at 473.7, Shannon, and the seventh most points per game at 35.9 in all of the entire FBS. I believe that Deion Sanders is a coach. I think he's a hell of a coach. He needs some dogs, as he told us. Mm -hmm. He's about seven or eight dogs away, but here's the problem. The players got caught up in the shine their coach generated, and I'm calling out his son, Shadir Sanders, who I love and I think has star written all over him. But whether it was you or by accident it was somebody on your social media team, you cannot have something being posted at halftime of a damn game. Tom Brady and your dad already joked with you about what you were driving around with and how you needed to be in the film room. Well, guess what? It is no longer a laughing matter. Y'all are getting your ass kicked. Show up, stand up, because your daddy and to the players on that squad, your coach is as much bravado as he had, as much swag as he had. He was the best on the planet. Week in and week out, you knew primetime Deion Sanders was the best probably ever. Y'all ain't on that level. Stop acting like it and show up on the damn field and do what the hell you're supposed to do instead of getting your ass kicked on national television. Somebody got to say it. Go ahead, Shannon. They lost this game because they're an undisciplined football team. 17 penalties for 129 yards. Four times they caught, got caught with too many men on the field. 17 penalties. At what point in time, because I heard Coach Prime game after game, we got to stop the penalties. We got to stop the penalties. We got to stop the penalties. And this is an undisciplined football team. And at some point in time, you guys are going to have to realize, you know what? We got to clean our act up. We're not good enough to overcome the mistakes that we keep committing. And I'm sick and tired of people looking at prime time and acting like he was all flash and that he just lived off his talent. He was incredibly disciplined. Yes. He was incredibly committed. He was incredibly focused. I'm seeing a bunch of dudes that are playing for him. They get caught up in the shine, and they got caught up in all the notoriety that came their way, especially the son who we both love. Yes. But come on now, you got to show up week in and week out and exercise that level of discipline. And you can't have stories out there about how you posted something at, at halftime, halftime for your merch on social right. media. At halftime? At halftime, I also, I believe Travis Hunter played too many snaps. Remember, Stephen, that he was out a month. Yeah. So he comes back, and you're going to play him over 100 snaps, yes, yes. and you're playing yeah, him at an altitude. This is Colorado. This is not sea level. That's you're right. playing at altitude, and you're playing him those that many snaps. And, and it impacted him, I believe, on both sides of the football. Yeah, yeah. you would know. All right, they're four and three on the season thus far, gentlemen. Let's go back to the pros. So the New York Jets give the Eagles their first loss of the season after forced four defensive turnovers. Excuse me, New York picked off Jalen Hurts with 150 left in the game, and Brees Hall scored a touchdown on the ensuing play. Here's Coach Robert Sala on that defense. Through these first six weeks, we've played a gauntlet of quarterbacks, and um, I know we haven't gotten all wins, but we've embarrassed all of them. We'll always be in all these games. I don't I think we can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody.
All right, Sal might be onto something. The Jets have faced the top three MVP finishers from 2022 in their first six games of the season. That's Mahomes, Hurts, and Allen. Those superstars have combined for just four total touchdowns and nine turnovers against Gang Green. Shannon, tell me this: Did the Jets save their season with the win? I can't say that just yet. Now, are you going to tell me the Jets are going to continuously get three, four ter- takeaways every single game? Because yesterday their offense was one for four in the red zone. Because that's what you're going to need mm. to do. Because your offense is rather mundane. Um, you're not one of these high-flying offenses. You're not going to put the ball in harm's way. You're not going to ask uh, Zach Wilson to throw the ball all over the yard. You're going to rely on your running game, and hopefully you'll still be in the ball game because your defense is not going to let offenses go up and down the field. So if you tell me that defense is going to continuously take the ball away, give you short fields, get scooping scores or pick sixes, I'm going to say, you know what, because I don't believe they can win the division. You still have Buffalo in that division, although you beat them early on in your building, and you got my and you got to face them. If I'm not mistaken, you got to face them twice. So yes. I'm not here to stop because could you possibly get three teams in out of that division? You're basically playing for a wild card because I don't believe the Jets will win that division. But I'm not here to say, as I sit here today, that they saved their season. Well, I can say this to you. I think they have saved this season. You know why? Because it's not dead yet. It's just that simple. They're still on a respirator as far as I'm concerned. They're still alive, okay? And so you you win this game, that goes a long way. When you scour the AFC, think about this. We know about the division leaders, all right? Right. In Kansas City, Jacksonville, Baltimore, and Miami, okay? But let's take into account everything else. You got the Buffalo Bills, a game ahead of them. Okay, you got the Steelers at 3-2, the Cleveland Browns at 3-2, right? You got Cincinnati tied with them at 3-3 in the north. You got the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. Oh, D'Amico Ryans and what? They're doing, yeah. doing unbelievable. Oh, it's unbelievable, man. It's, it's real special watching C.J. Stroud. He's that dude, okay? Mm-hmm. So you got them at 3-3, three and three, and then you got the Raiders at 3-3, three and three, and I think the Raiders will fold. They'll find a way. Jimmy Garoppolo, porn star Jimmy's hurt again, by the way. Oh, He's hurt again. God. So that's what it is, okay? The bottom line is this. If you're the New York Jets, you're Zach Wilson, what do you have? You scored two offensive TDs compared to nine field goals, converting only five of 23 third downs. That's just a 22% and one of nine in the red zone. That's what what your offense has done. Yes, At some see? point in time, Zach Wilson is going to have to win them a game or two, and I don't believe he's going to do it, but I can't say that this season wasn't saved because obviously they're still alive at 3-3, three and three, and that is what we got to take into account, Shannon. Right. Season absolutely saved. 3-3 three and three going into their bye week, no one thought. 36 days ago when Aaron Rodgers did the Achilles, it was like, hey, season's over, we're done, we can never get to the Super Bowl again. Watching how this defense is playing and then seeing Aaron Rodgers play or throw at least and move around, you're like, man, maybe. You know, maybe. And I'd take it a step further. Robert Sala said, I think we can go toe-to-toe with everybody. No, you, you, you can. It's not I think. You can. You, you are a pass interference, questionable pass, pass interference call against the Chiefs to beating both of the teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. There is not a person on their schedule that they can't beat. Is there a, a, a formula that doesn't, you know, give a lot of margin for error? Absolutely. But yes. can, can they beat Miami? Absolutely. They've already beaten the Bills. Can they beat the Los Angeles Chargers? Absolutely. Can they beat the Browns? Absolutely. With the way this defense plays, 100%. Shannon, your point to the red zone, absolutely dead on. The, the red zone, if they can find a way to get better in the red zone, take a step forward, I think they need to let Zach Wilson run around a little bit in the red zone, create a little bit in the red zone, because he's not an on-time player. And, you know, down there you got to be like this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think this football team, given the way that their defense is playing and given who's left on their schedule, I think they can absolutely still get into the playoffs 
And then what happens with the health of Rodgers is, is, is obviously a question for further down the road. But the way that this team is hunting the ball, they could beat anybody. Yeah. I played on a team very similar to this, guys, in 2000. That's how we played. That's how we were as the Ravens. We played the defense, make one mistake. We get somebody to break a tackle, hit the head on the goalpost. We get a lead. And if we didn't turn it over, you didn't get a pick six or a scoop and score, you yeah. couldn't drive the ball on our yep. football team. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Now, that's what's going to have to happen. Zach Wilson can't turn the ball over, uh, uh, Dio. If Correct. he turns the ball over, he's going to put the defense on short field or he's going to give up scoop and scores or pick six. As long as he doesn't turn the ball over, that defense is good enough to keep them in every game. Still got what the six, so we still got eleven games to go. Yes. But I don't believe they. Can, I don't believe they can win the division. But let's see after another month. Can they go seven they like- and four in their next eleven? That's the question. Can they go seven and four again? Like they, they play the Giants, they play the Raiders. I think they play Buffalo one more time, Miami twice. They play Cleveland. Like there's seven wins in there for this football team. Your yes. point about that, that's the most. I think one of the most interesting things in the NFL so far. Zach Wilson in five weeks has gone from this freelance, run-around, athletic, jaw-dropping throw maker to a game manager. Yes. If he can and live okay. in that game manager world, they can, they can beat anyone. Game, game managers win Super Bowls, too. You, yeah. know, it's, you it's, wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. I, I absolutely would know. And there have been a lot of guys that, oh, I want to have that guy, and he ain't got nothing to show for it. And I played with a guy that understood who he was and, most important, who he wasn't. And we were able to capitalize on that and roll the defense all the way to a Super Bowl. The amazing part about that is he understood who he was more as a quarterback than he has as a head coach. (laughs) All right, we'll leave it there. The Jets are on a bye this week, and then they come back to the the Giants and the Chargers at home. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The AFC North getting a little more interesting because here comes Joe Cool and the Bengals. Since he has won three of their last four, now a game behind first place Baltimore. Joe Burrow has five TDs in his last two games after having only two TDs in his first four games. All right, Essay, uh, have Burrow and the Bengals erased your concerns? For me, they have because I believe in Joe Burrow. Over the last couple of games, back-to-back wins, five touchdowns, just two interceptions, 74% completion percentage. And, you know, really, he always starts off slow, number one. Um, yeah. He's definitely done that over the last two years. Um, and then he comes on strong. And remember, they went 12-2 and two in their last 14 games last year mm-hmm. after starting off slow. This is Joe Burrow that we're talking about here. If he's not healthy, that definitely is a cause for concern. But if that is not the case, I am not concerned about him in the slightest. I believe in him. I believe 
believe in Jamar Chase. I believe in T. Higgins. I believe in Mixon. I believe in those brothers. And as far as I'm concerned, as long as Joe Burrow is healthy enough to be behind center, flinging that football, I'm not going to bet against him. I still have my concerns. The Bengals started off hot to your, to your point. They started off their first two drives. They got touchdowns, deal. And then yes, they sir. got a whopping three points the rest of the entire game. That was more about what Seattle didn't. What I don't understand, Pete Carroll has an opportunity. Take a field goal. You got the two-minute warning deal, and you have two yeah. timeouts. Why would you not kick the field goal, take, put your defense on the field? Because think about it. You had shut them out. You had basically blanked them for the entire – for two and three and a half, three quarters. Now, all of a sudden, right. all you need is to kick a field goal and you win the game. If Pete Carroll is getting in his head, these guys are, are wanting to show this is a narcissistic approach because these guys, were, I trust my guys. I look my guys in the eye every single day in that locker room and I know what type of guys I got. You're costing your team game by playing this dumb brand of football. But let me tell you why I'm not completely sold yet. Cincinnati's first two games out of the bye, they're at San Francisco and they're home against Buffalo. And yeah. they still have games. They got to go to Jacksonville, go to Baltimore, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, in addition to San Francisco. So they don't have – that schedule is very, very, is very, very difficult. I'm not, so, I'm not sure they're out of the woods just yet. That was a game they basically should have lost yesterday had Pete Carroll not had tried to show you how smart he was and been dumb at the same time. Huh. Huh. Um, I didn't have a lot of concerns. I didn't. I've, I've kind of stayed this way since the injury. I've, I've always felt Joe had to be out there, and they had to figure out a way to get to 3-3 three and three before the bye week because they were playing handicapped in a little bit of a way with the calf. And the way he's moved in the last two weeks makes me think that he is pretty close to 100%. Do I think he's going to be 100% coming out of the bye? I do. That's why I haven't had a ton of concern. The second thing is this. I don't have a lot of concern because the defense is starting to get back to what they were. Lou Anarumo, their defensive coordinator, is starting to figure this defensive unit out. Lost both of their safeties. They're super young on the back end. Trey Hendrickson's, the rush is back. Sam Hubbard, the rush is back. Cam Taylor-Britt, their corner, the physicality that he played with yesterday up against the DK Metcalf, Mike Hilton on this interception, he is one of the best nickels in football. He wasn't the first couple weeks. He's back to being that guy. That's why the, the, the concerns were for me were so strictly to how long is it going to take the secondary with the replaced pieces to get back? That is starting to show. And then when does Joe look like Joe? And I agree with you, Shannon. Like, the offense wasn't crazy explosive after those first two interceptions or first two touchdowns the other day. A couple reasons why. One, there was a great interception by Seattle down the, down the sideline. That took a possession away. Number two, they had, a, I think, a, a field goal opportunity that was, like, iffy. They don't have a ton of possessions in Cincinnati because the way they have to play offense right now, it's dink and dunk, dink and dunk, dink and dunk. So their possessions go from, like, 10 a game to 7 a game. So the way that their offense is playing and the efficiency right now, knowing that they don't have to play for two more weeks – I don't have a ton of concerns. I think the next two weeks off the bye are everything. I agree. San Francisco, Buffalo, they find a way to get those two, they're in the playoffs. But, Steve, let me, let me say one thing. Sure. This yesterday, yes, they won the game, but Geno played awful. Geno made some mistakes. Geno Smith, Geno Smith made some throws. Why would you throw that ball to uh, Jackson Smith? Why would you throw that ball to Smith when he's triple covered? Why would you do that, Dio? Which one? You, Which Oh, the, the sideline? Yes. Why? The, Why would you uh, do that? 
Shannon, I think that's like a, he's giving his guy a chance. Mike Hilton actually, I think, comes off coverage. I don't think Geno played bad. I think one of Geno's interceptions. I thought Geno played awesome. I thought Geno no, played no. awesome. Yeah, if you look at the stat line, he played awesome. But if you watch that game and some of those throws that he made, no, no, you can't do that, Dio. You can't do that. You can't. Okay. De- he, he was sprint. And you can't take a sack on fourth down. Just heave it up in the end zone. You cannot get sacked. If you throw an interception, you throw an interception. But you can't take a sack on fourth down to end the game. You know that, Dio. Throw the ball I up agree. in the end zone. But you thought I, – I, I dis- we disagree with the way Geno Smith played. I, I thought he played awesome. I thought he made some big-time throws. Something's going on with him and D.K. Metcalf a little bit in that game because that one of those interceptions. But for Cincinnati – He, he the gave way up the route. I give you that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I thought I thought Geno played awesome. And, and because of their defense in Cincinnati, I got a lot of faith in them, man. I got a lot of faith in them. Listen, this is at some, time, at some point we're going to make up our minds about what we believe about the Cincinnati Bengals. I would remind everybody that this is, this is Joe Burrow's fourth year in the NFL. Mm-hmm. His first year, he got hurt. Correct. His second year, he was healthy, Super Bowl. His third year, healthy, AFC Championship game. Yeah. At some point in time, considering how perpetually moribund the Cincinnati Bengals franchise has been and what change he himself has individually created and how he's lived up to it. And we see that Mixon can ball, and we see that Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and these brothers can ball. We see their defense vastly improve. We (laughs) saw them address issues with their offensive line. At some point in time, when are we going to sit back and go like this? Yo, y'all, it's Kansas City. It's Cincinnati, and everybody else is aiming for them, but no one else has proven that they can really have a sustained level of success across across the entirety of an NFL regular season into the playoffs. Cincinnati has proven that to me, and yeah. Joe Burrow has, is the reason why. That's why I feel the way I feel about Cincinnati. You're absolutely right. Uh, uh, Joe Burrow has given them hope. Uh, has given them like you. We believe when you have a quarter, you have one of these quarterbacks. Do you you know this? When you go out there and we got him, okay, we good. I don't hope, man. If our defense get us five turnovers, if we can run the ball for two hundred yards, if we don't do this or do that, when you got a guy like a Joe Burrow, you got a guy like Patrick Mahomes, everybody sleeps good the night before the game because you know you have something special under center for 65, 70 snaps. The thing that we'll find out because, like I said, you get you you still got San Francisco, you got Jacksonville, Baltimore, we'll Kansas out. City, and Pittsburgh. We're gonna find over the next, like you well, said. Guess what? We're gonna find out about them too. We're going to find out about Baltimore. We're going to yeah. find out about Baltimore. Baltimore already got a We're going to we, find out about these other squads. Yeah, yeah. Because they're going against the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. Let's remember that. You know what my homeboy is. You know, and the 49ers. You say you believe in the 49ers. He just said the 49ers are the best team in the NFC, might be the best team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, they go, yes, and sir. they go on the road to get to deal with them. Yes, yeah. You got to go on the road to deal with my homeboy. Yeah. I find myself wishing for Miami to get to the Super Bowl. I want to see, I want to see Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in the Super Bowl, man. You know? Yeah, well, you, you, well, you know, you know the Super Bowl in, in uh, Vegas, right? right. Well, I'm going to we'll beat you. We'll leave it there, you know, guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, let's pick this game. It's going to be a fun one tonight, fellas. Uh, Dan, who you got? I'm taking the Cowboys. Um, mainly because the Chargers have given games away. I think the Cowboys remain focused off of Sunday night football. I want to see them move CeeDee Lamb around a little bit. Uh, I still think they're a good football team, so I'll take the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm take, I agree with you, Dio. I'm taking the Cowboys. Um, I, I think I don't believe you can beat the Cowboys being one-dimensional, which is throwing the football. You have to be physical. And if you look at the teams that have beaten the Cowboys this year, they out-physical them. They, able, they were able to run the football, right, and they were able to play action pass off of it. I just don't believe that, uh, 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 the Chargers possess a strong enough running game. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Well, first of all, the Chargers have a resemblance a strong enough running game because Austin Eckler hasn't been there. He's been out the last three games. Josh Kelly's averaging like about 2.8 yards per carry. Right. But he's supposed to be back. This Austin Eckler, 39 touchdowns in 34 games since 2021. 11 more than any other player in the National Football League. That's who's back tonight for the Cowboys. The Cowboys. I, sense, I sense misery. It's Chargers. It's the Chargers. I sense misery. I sense misery flowing all over SoFi Stadium from those Cowboy fans right there. I'll be there. You know what I'm saying. I'll be there for the pictures, y'all. You want to take pictures before the game? Because after the game, I know you're going to be miserable. But I'm more than happy to take pictures with Cowboy <laughs> fans before the game. I will be at the game tonight, y'all. And I sense a loss coming. I sense a loss. You, you feel I it? just sense a loss. With me in attendance? With me in attendance? I do expect the Cowboys to <laughs> kind of fold while I'm right there. I mean, I ain't think it happen. But I'm just saying, seeing me over there might get a little anxious. Dio, might get a little anxious. Dio, if Dak Prescott does not have a great game oh against this pass defense, there should be some great concerns in Dallas. I agree. And the Tuesday morning rating for this show will be off the charts. Absolutely. <laughs> looking forward to the game well, and looking forward to anyway. seeing you guys at Let's 10 a.m. Let's go happen anyway. Bye. Holla, Jabul. <laughs>